The team has touched down in Malik, but there's no time to rest. They have a new siege to deal with. How bad is the situation? Will Octavia even be able to help? And what twisted schemes does the enemy have in place this time? Welcome to Be My Spouse and a Die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Me, My Spouse, and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse, and a Die is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Mawir, a land that has been ravaged by a war against monsters for 15 years. I, it is no great secret that we record bundles of episodes at a time mm-hmm. and then go a week, a couple weeks between them. Uh, so we last recorded our, this is the first episode of a new bundle of recordings. Mm-hmm. And we did the last one a few weeks ago uh, before the world went crazy. Mm-hmm. So I think we should address the elephant in the room. Corona really is better with Lyme. <laughs> I'd seen the ads, you know, every oh Corona God. gets its Lyme. But I, d- I hadn't, I'm, I'm more of a craft beer kind of guy. I still don't think I've ever had a Budweiser. Wait, but what we are you some... talking, but you love Corona, Island Austin. I know, loves... I know, this is what I'm saying. I had never experienced Corona before. So we went to San Juan a couple years ago, and we drank a bunch of Corona mm-hmm. on the beach. It was awesome. And it really is better with lime in it. It really is. So, Corona, good, good job. It was very tasty. By Corona. Not sponsored by Corona. Not sponsored. I mean, that would be great. If you would like to sponsor us. Gladly. Give us that Corona money, even though you're probably having tough times with all the bad press recently. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, I don't know if they're going to have a spike in. I know that their, you know, shares and everything were going down, but I've then also heard people were having like Corona parties where they were just buying Corona. So I don't know if it's going to like swing back the other way and everyone's going to start buying Corona just out of the like novelty of it being called that. Maybe. I don't know. But seriously. (laughs) So we have a pancake in the other room and she is adorable as always. Pandemic pancake. Get it? (laughs) (laughs) You got to work with me here. I'm trying. I'm trying. I I was like, I was thinking about it. I was like. Uh, okay, so we have a cat named Pancake. Is he saying that we should get another cat and name nope. it Corona? Nope. Sorry, that's... <laughs> <sighs> uh, jokes are generally less funny when you explain them. I'm sorry! I was trying. It, was not, it was not a purposeful, uh, dumb moment. It was, uh, no, you're good. You, you're... it was a genuine not understanding moment. That one was a bit of a stretch, I'll admit. <laughs> Oh my god! It was a debate to talk about pancake or pan fried noodles, because they both start with pan. They start with pan, and so does pandemic. <laughs> That's the joke. <laughs> but that I say pan, and you think, oh, he's going to talk about the pandemic that everyone is currently experiencing. But no, psych! I'm going to talk about our cat or a delicious dish. 
I'm, try, I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying sorry. to bring some levity in these dark days. Oh my gosh. Because everyone has heard ad nauseum about stuff, and I don't really want to talk about it because yeah, yeah. we're here to play D and D, and it's all about escapism. So let's escape to a new world where works for me. Instead of being threatened by a contagion, they're threatened by an army full of angry creatures. Yep. 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 So as opposed to like, you know, the couple of weeks that we've been experiencing, it's been going on there for 15, 15 years. years. If you haven't caught that yet. If you haven't caught intro. that, if you're just popping in right now, please go back and start Welcome. at episode one. Welcome, but start at episode one or nothing will make sense. No, yeah. I mean, some of it, you'll probably get the gist, but... A lot of things won't make sense, and that's fine. But if you start at episode one, it will make sense. Mm-hmm. So why would you start a book at chapter fifteen? I don't know. Well, I'm just glad that you know we're able to still record and everything. You know, we're obviously in our social distancing together, um, and so it's nice that we can still record and don't really have to have any disruptions in yeah. our game. Oh man, people are all like social distancing and I'm like, please, I've been social distancing my entire life. <laughs> Introverts. This is a way <laughs> of life for me. <laughs> I know. This ain't nothing new. You want me to stay home all the time? Oh no. Okay. Gladly. <laughs> you want me to not get in close contact with other human beings? All right, I can do that. That's fine. I've done so much less laundry since I haven't been having to wash all my like business clothes going into work every day since I'm working from home. And so it's been like, oh, so much less laundry. Yeah. <laughs> it's another silver lining there. So silver, silver linings. But regardless, I've got a whole bunch of dice. That are ready to that are ready to roll. I I am so, we had, we recorded a lot of episodes the last time we recorded a bundle. And so we had a bigger gap than usual in between sessions, and so it's it's been a little bit since we've played, and I am so excited. I'm so ready. I've been thinking about it, thinking about what I want to do. I've been thinking about ways to kill your character. Oh, fun, fun. I still don't have a backup. You and your companions. I just forgot Carhoon's name for like two <laughs> seconds. Wow. You and your companions, Carhoon and Gransel, have just landed in the city of Malik at nightfall on the backs of fey eagles who bid you adieu and pop away to their otherworldly home. Mm -hmm. You are being escorted through the dark city streets of the kingdom of Malik toward the palace led by Gransel and an escort of several scary-looking dragonborn guards. The streets are empty and quiet, although you think you could see from the windows maybe some faces peering out mm -hmm. to see what is causing the commotion in their street at this late hour, because it's probably close to 3 a.m. Yeah. in the morning by the time you have landed and lit. 2 a.m. in the morning? Isn't <laughs> that Eminem song? That is 3 a.m. in oh, the was morning. was it 3 a.m.? Okay. Put my key in the door and bodies laying all over the floor and <laughs> <laughs> sorry to have <laughs> That is a very not family friendly no. song. Uh, <laughs> children, don't Google. <laughs> um Continue, sorry. I don't even know where I was. You were saying it was three AM in the morning. <laughs> about three AM in the morning. And you're being led through the city streets. 
After some time of walking, you approach the palace. Mm-hmm. And you're hastily rushed inside through a secondary set of walls protecting this through the gate, through a nice courtyard, and into the building itself. You might take time to appreciate the architecture and structural flares of the building, were it not a dire situation where time is constantly of the essence. You might notice the shiny marble floors, the exquisitely chiseled pillars, the nice onion dome on the top of the palace, but maybe you do, maybe you don't. You're rushed through these hallways. Grantsel in the lead, mm -hmm. heading toward, as he said last time, uh, needing to speak to the king and queen. Are you doing anything? What's your deal? What are you feeling? So, I mean, Octavia is, is definitely exhausted. Um... It's been a bit of a, you know, go, go, go situation for the last couple of days, even though she did have a nice uh, night in Illustria and like a real bed and everything in, in the days in between the council meetings. Um, but since then, it, it's been an exhausting, uh, you know, series of days. And, you, you know, I can only imagine that doubt is starting to to creep in her mind. She she heard, you know, from Nordviken hearing about how this other soul is probably in, you know, the plane of water and having to mull on it. Because of these days of travel, you know, when they're flying, there's probably not a lot of communication, not conversation that can happen, you know, from griffin to griffin or from eagle to eagle over the past couple days. So I'm sure it's been a lot of kind of solitary musing, even though she's been with other people. And just trying to think of... You know, how are they going to get there? How are they going to get back? Is it even going to do anything? Is it even going to be worth it in the long run? Because, you know, she already has two of them, which is pretty amazing. That's more than anyone else in Moir has. But it basically was no help against all the dragon turtles and everything. And, and Elystria, she had, to, she had to run away. And she has two dragon souls. And it didn't seem to help her at all. And so what's three going to do? What's four going to do? What would even all five do? A lot, actually. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure a lot. But, you know, that's, what, that's what's just going on in her mind. Because, you know, she's holding power that's greater than anyone's ever had, really, in Moir. And yet still, it's not enough. And she's just one, you know, even though she's with Carhoon, you know, they're, they're two people. So she's starting to just really wonder if this whole thing's just a wild goose chase. Honk. <laughs> a wild goose runs into the palace. Get it! <laughs> As a knife in its beak. <laughs> With all that going through your mind, yeah. you have traversed through this palace for a while, and Grantle leads you up to a, a doorway flanked by two guards. He nods at them. They, seemingly recognizing him, nod and he passes by, and the escort of other guards would led you this far, sort of wait outside. The three of you head in through another short hallway, and you can start to hear the sound of voices mm -hmm. arguing back and forth at each other. Grantsel leads you up to a room, knocks on the door. The, the voices are still sort of arguing behind her. Piece of Peas and carrots, cabbage, cabbage, cabbage. What is it? Cauliflower, cauliflower? Watermelon? Like watermelon? I don't know. 
Just say vegetables, <laughs> and it'll sound like you're talking about something. Rutabaga. Rutabaga. But rutabaga, good sir. <laughs> I think a carrot's a tuber. With no answer, uh, Grantsel just sort of feels the handle and slowly slides the door open. Mm-hmm. As the door opens, you can see a small room. Not incredibly large, very sort of scarce. There's some manners hanging on the wall, and there's a table in the center of it with what looks to be like a map laid out atop of it. And on one side of the table is a tall resplendent golden dragonborn mm-hmm. he has really dope armor on that almost <laughs> like it, it looks like it's made out of dragon scales oh, you cool. think it's probably not but it looks awesome like uh, almost an extension of his own yeah. being type of thing oh that looks so really cool. neat he's got a, a big like battle cape on oh cool What's, tell, tell me about a battle cape I don't know you know how like in 300 all the Spartans had their battle capes I've even actually, though they wore nothing else I've never seen 300 well you know like the classic image of like yeah. a Spartan and they've got like the cod piece and a cape <laughs> okay. think of that but fully armored with a cape oh awesome you know. I was also imagining like a, a cool almost like armored cape where it's like lined with some like really fine metal where it almost like ripples like fabric type of thing I hadn't been envisioning that, but you you might guess it has some... Reinforcement. uh, Combat capabilities. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's uh, flame retardant or acid resistant Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. something cool like that. Cut proof. Nice. (laughs) Cut proof. (laughs) Cut proof. Can't be cut. (laughs) And uh, he's saying, like, there has to be something you haven't thought of yet. Some some strategy, some tactic. And across from him is standing another dragonborn. Mm-hmm. She's a green dragonborn. Okay. And she's in also cool armor. Not as cool, but, but pretty cool. Uh, she's wearing cool, like, half-plate armor. Doesn't have a battle cape on, mm-hmm. but is, is, is working it. And pulling she's saying... Pulling it off. Pulling it off. And she's saying... No, you don't understand everything we have tried. They have been two steps ahead. I, I don't understand every trick I've tried, every strategy, every stratagem, every tactic, every battle theory, every gambit. We've tried it all to no avail. And she slams a fist on the table. But you see that on her arm, it's not a fist, but like at the wrist is a little cap and it's coming off into a curved like sickle shaped blade. Oh! It just like ding, stabs into the map. Like, does it look like she lost her hand? You would guess that. <gasps> oh, wow. But it's got, like, a cool like, scythe on it. Is it that cool thing that they made in the fortune? Yeah. 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 Grantle steps in and kind of... <clears throat> and the two stop their arguing and turn to look at you. Is it only the two of them it's in the room? It's only the two of okay. them in the room. You can see now that the golden dragon Warren has a golden... Circle it mm-hmm. on his head that you almost couldn't see because it's the same color as the scales. Mm-hmm. And he's got a really dope sword strapped to his thigh. Mm-hmm. And they turn and look at the lot of you. And who you would presume to be the king says, mm-hmm. Gretzel, you're back. I wasn't alerted. And Gretzel says, uh, yes, uh, we, we, we literally just landed. Uh, we have some things to discuss if I'm not interrupting anything. The two of them look at you, and they look at each other, and 
uh, the, the green dragon board says, we'll continue this later. And she just walks out of the room past you. Okay. Granthal says, I think some introductions are in order. I'm sorry that we haven't had time to go through the proper channels, but time is of the essence. He looks at you and Carhoon and mm-hmm. says, uh, my, my friends, this is King Toseth of Malik. My liege, this is Octavia Sinclair and Carhoon Osiris. They bring news from Elystria and some other things that, well, I'll just let them explain it. Grantsel then sort of ushers you into the room and closes the door behind. Uh, the king says, welcome. I wish we could extend more hospitality, but these are trying times. I'm sorry we, we don't have time for to get to know each other very well, but if you have anything that will help our current situation, I would greatly appreciate it. And he looks at you. Um, Octavia, like, when Gransel had introduced her, she had, you know, kind of, like, you know, bobbed her head um, in respect. Um, and then she, you know, takes a step forward and, and kind of looks at the map um, and says, um, so as Gransel said, my, my name's Octavia, uh, I, we just came came from Elystria, so I don't know if you've heard of the situation there, but they had, all of a sudden, they're besieged. Um, there were... You say that, and his eyes get wide. This happened, like, a day right. ago. Well, I wasn't sure if... Well, scratch out, like, three or four days you ago. You know, if their wizards had sent message or, you know, those sorts of... I was don't know all of their mm-hmm. lines of communication type of thing. Sure. Um, and, uh... They had they had teleportation circles inscribed on their backs, and scores of scores of scores of um, dragon blood poured into the city streets. Uh, the king walks back into a corner where there's a chair and just sort of slumps down into it. He beckons. There's some seats on the other side. Mm-hmm. And says, "If you, it's probably been a long journey. If you need to take some rest, thank you." Um, yeah, she'll she'll sit down. Oh, that's not the news I was hoping for, honestly. I'm I'm sorry. It's not news that I want to bring either. Um, Were they able to repel the attack? Unfortunately, when we left, they were in the midst of it, and we don't know what happened. So we'll be getting no help from the elves, is what I'm hearing. That's what I would operate under the assumption of. Yes. Um, Do you I'd, have any good news? Um, yes and no. Uh, I, I don't know if you've heard... Uh, had you, like, heard of me at all, or heard of someone who was slightly powerful-ish? He raises a scaly eyebrow. There had been some rumors of some... individual wandering the countryside... We don't have a vast intelligence network, but we know that they've been worked up about something. Uh, is that you? That is me, yes. Um, I have some items of power that I'm hoping will potentially help, because from my understanding, the siege that you're experiencing right now is on a slightly smaller scale than what is happening in Elystria, um, just compared to the sizes of your, of your cities. I mean, you... Saw it when you came in, I assume. I, I, Does that feel small to you? 
I would have seen that it was smaller than the forces around Elystria, though, right? Yeah, but Just proportionally, it's the same. Pro- like. Proportionally, but numerically. Okay. Um, I mean, not not necessarily small. Uh, not meaning to make light of it. Uh, just thinking on on pure numbers. Um, I'm hoping that maybe I can make a bit of a difference here. Um, on the other hand, uh, there's another item of power that our forces, uh, my intelligence has been able to try to locate. Um, and we your intelligence it can't be above eleven. <laughs> It is not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm charismatic and wise. Um, (laughs) Sorry, continue. Oh, no, that's totally fine. I take offense. (laughs) I slap the king. No. Um, The king guts you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I cast resurrection on myself from beyond the grave. From beyond the grave? I don't know. (laughs) I come back as a dragon lord. Um... (laughs) But needless to say, uh, we've located another object that should really help us. Um, and unfortunately, it's on the plane of water. Um, and we might need some help from some of your mages. Well, the plane of water. Yes. Planar travel isn't as simple as a walk in the park. I think you understand that. Yes. Grantle butts in and he says, uh, my, my king, their voices are very similar, so I'll try to differentiate them <laughs> as best I can. Grantle says, uh, my, my king, before Elystria was beset upon, uh, Octavia had decided to come here and aid us in our situation. We've discussed and she's agreed to help us in our current plight and after it's resolved, I've hope I have not overstepped my bounds, but that we could see to it that she gets the resources necessary to continue on her quest. The king thanks, ponders for a moment. Hmm. If you can do something to turn the tide in this battle and see us out on top, you can have every mage in the city as far as I'm concerned. We'll need them back, of course. Understandable. I mean, it would be cool to go with them. Have them come with us, but... I think they'll be needed if we're the last bastion on this half of the yes. continent. <sighs> I'm sure those elves have something up their sleeves. They're a tricky bunch. I hope. I, uh, I hope so, too. I don't think we should hold our breath, though. And if we're surprised positively, that's great, but I'd rather be surprised that way than the other. Fair enough. What are these items of power you have? Uh, they're not really. I guess they're not really that much of a secret anymore. Um, they're dragon souls. That's what I thought. I could smell it when you walked in the room. Sorry. Oh, hope, it, no. hope it's nice. <laughs> it smells like juniper and lavender. Mm, nice. No. Which one's juniper and which one's lavender? I don't know. You have two. Oh right! I, I, I was more. I, I was asking you, Austin. Oh. <laughs> I think I think fool niece would probably be lavender. Maybe. And it's appropriate for Jesulko to be juniper, which is a kind of since he has a, a wee bit of a like uh, English esque accent. When juniper, you know, is <laughs> you know, isn't juniper used in making gin? Yes. So. All right. I'll go hand in hand. British and exactly. 
that jazz. Ah, <sighs> the dragon soul artifacts have emerged. Do you know anything about them? Well, as one with draconic ancestry, mm-hmm. maybe not. I may not be as intellectual as others, but I feel like we as a people have a connection to them that others just can't necessarily understand or or comprehend. That makes sense. You you've got them out. Like you're not you have made it a point not to like hide them. I, I mean, I'm just wearing. I mean, yeah. they're but they're also. Not, I mean, it's a ring and a belt, so it's also not like it's a really nice ring and a really uh, nice belt. I know, but it's also not like a big neon sign. Like I have cool objects on me, y- you know. So they're obvious, but they're also not <laughs> ostentatious. Almost is how I imagine sure. them, even though they're very very fine fine craftsmanship. <laughs> King Toseth says. I am in a unique position to understand the power of a dragon. Mm-hmm. We will help you, but unfortunately you're going to have to help us first. Because if this city falls, dragon souls or not, I fear there's little hope. And I have to look out for my people. No, that makes sense. <sighs> Can you, can we get an update of what the status is of the siege, what the different contingencies are? All of our information is from Grantsel, and I think that's a couple days old at this point. Oh, try a couple weeks. The king nods, yes, yes, of course. Um, I will need a short amount of time to get the necessary parties together to get you the full picture you will need. Understandable. <sighs> Take some time to rest from your journey, but we will reconvene in an hour. That works for us. Okay. Do you have anywhere I can get really strong coffee? Really strong coffee? Uh, you can go down to the brew dragon. I think they're still in operation. Yeah. So, uh, meet back here in an hour. Sounds good. Thank you. Granzel, it's good to see you. I'm glad you survived. We'll have to uh, talk in more detail later. Grantsel nods, mm-hmm. and the king stands and ushers you out. Um, Grantsel knows his way around the city. Ensure they're back here in time. We can't waste any minutes. And then turns with uh, two guards flanking him and strides off into the palace. Okay. Cape flowing majestically behind mm-hmm. him. Karun's like, wow, that guy's pretty cool. <laughs> he looks tired, though. <laughs> Uh, do the scales underneath the king's eyes just, it's just like one big scale and it's slowly turning like blue and it's like puffy <laughs> oh poor thing um well I mean just take a moment to to sit down rest ourselves for a minute before we head in mm-hmm. get some coffee You you can do that I mean, we don't even have to, like, go to a coffee shop. I was more just meaning in, like, the kitchens of the palace, maybe? I'm sure they can whip something up for you. I feel like Dragonborn are more of a tea kind of people. I don't know why. I just like coffee so much that I imagine everyone loves coffee. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, they just feel like tea folk. Hmm. Well, I wouldn't be opposed to a tea either. Yes. Strong black tea or caffeinated tea of some type. Yeah. Any, anything along those lines. Regardless, you get a snack 
Want some beverage. Good, 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 good. Get a chance to rest your legs. In about an hour, Grantsa leads you back into the room. The guards let you in. Uh-huh. Unless there's anything you would like to do or say in that meantime. I mean, I think Octavia's also been thinking about that, and she's going to look at Kerfoon and be like, you know, as they're sitting and sipping their tea, and be like, you know, are, are you okay leaving Illustria again? Well, it doesn't feel great. I mean, Illustria hasn't really felt like home for a long time mm-hmm. ever since... You know. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm a pragmatist. I think there wasn't really anything we could do. Mm-hmm. If we could have saved them, I would have stayed, but I can just hope that they got as many people out as they could. Okay. I think we'll just have to keep pushing forward and hope that we find a way to clean this mess up yeah no I, f- no I feel you I hope that we both get a sense of home again sometime yeah it doesn't really feel like anywhere is right now yeah no I mean I know they're obviously like Ansel back home's home for me but I can see how you know you don't really have that that place well, maybe when all this is this is over, you could come to come to Lake Ansel and everything. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's a it's a great place for people who have been pushed out of Illustria. That's true. So <laughs> that's true. I'm sure the Sinclairs wouldn't would love to have another set of hands around the mushroom crowd. Well, Cloud. We'll, we'll see what we'll see how things shake out. If I'm still around at that point, let's be honest. Tom. Yeah. Well. All, all operating under a, a veil of optimism that I'll be here, you'll be here, my family will be here, Lake Ansel will even still exist. I hope so. I really hope so, too. Okay. Pretty good tea, huh? It is good. I mean, I, I could take a little bit of sugar in mine, but I mean... Ugh. I know. Filthy casual. I know. Won't deny it, though. I am who I am. <laughs> Uh, so after your little break, you go back into mm-hmm. the the war room, so to speak, literally. And as Grantsel leads you in, you see that same table, and standing behind it are several individuals. You see the king. Mm-hmm. You see that green dragonborn in the armor again. And we didn't get her name, right? You did not get her name. Okay. And you see a red dragonborn in like cool robes Ooh. next to them. I like how just Malik is now the epitome of fashion and, and, and like yeah, they, all, they all just got cool stuff yeah. on. <laughs> they all got cool stuff. You enter. The king looks at you again. Says, Please uh, take a seat. They're all sort of seated around the, oh, around the, the table. war table. Oh, sweet. And you can see it is, uh, it's a map of the city mm-hmm. and there's little like markers showing where the bad guys it. are and where, where like their forces are and the little pushers to push things Love around. It. You know, classic Literally, war yeah. room stuff. Literally every time I think of a war table, I think of that scene in Mulan where there's a war, ta- war table. It's just like for a split second. But ever since I was a kid, like literally every war table in my mind has been that war table from Mulan. <laughs> I always just think of a war room in White Run in Skyrim, behind the 
the Jarls uh, oh, yeah. throne where they're like, the Empire and the Stormcloaks. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I watched Mulan when I was like, you know, probably seven, so that's, it's been, been a lot longer in my, that's fair. my mental imaginings than Skyrim. That's fair. Uh, so the king is standing there. He, says, mm-hmm. uh, he stands as you enter and says, uh, welcome, thank you for returning in such a short time. Hopefully with all of our combined brains and power we can pull something off to, to get us some sort of ground in this battle. Absolutely. Ah, uh, introductions. Um, yes, of course. Ah, uh, you know me, king. Ha <laughs> Actually, say that. Sure, he's very tired. Oh. Like I haven't slept in like three days. <laughs> he points to, he gestures to the gray dragonborn. Mm-hmm. Says, "This is General Malaris the Scissor. Uh, you've seen her before. Uh, she has a bit of a temper, and he sort of glares at her. Mm. But she's the best strategist we have. And over here, he gestures to the red dragonborn in the robes. This is Balgar." He's uh, the strongest sorcerer we've we've mm-hmm. found in here. Uh, so hopefully between the lot of us, we'll figure something out. Uh, yeah. Wonderful. Oh, and these are, of course, uh, you can do your introduction. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, so pleased to meet, to meet the two of you, and thank you again, uh, Your Highness, for inviting us in. Uh, my name is Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. This is Kohun Usidius, and I- I'm most likely you know Grancel, uh, the emissary to Elystria. We just came from Elystria, just arrived, you know, about an hour ago. Um, we flew over the, over the, over the bay, um, and we're here to help. He says, great, um, I'll hand it over to Malaris, as this is sort of her domain. And he sits, and the green dragonborn in the cool armor with the sword hand stands up. She's so cool, I like her so much. Stands up, looks around. Ah, I was hoping we'd have a little bit more than the lot of us. No offense to anyone, it's just... None taken. Things are generally easier when you have a larger force. <sighs> I don't know what you're capable of. She looks at the two of you. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm capable of. I know what our army is capable of. I know what Bulger is capable of. She sort of rolls her eyes. Oh. And Bulger is just like sort of lounging very coolly. Mm. He's got like his arm over the back of the chair. Mm-hmm. And he like opens his hand. A little bit of flame pops out. And he's like, <laughs> pew, shoots at the <laughs> ceiling. He's like, you know, baby. <laughs> what color are his robes? <laughs> Um, they're they're like brownish with some gold trim. <laughs> He's like a dragonborn pitbull in my mind. <laughs> He's got sunglasses. Yeah. Dale. Uno, dos, tres. Uh, <laughs> she rolls his eyes at him. So, before this is over, I'll need to get acquainted with what the two of you are capable of, of so course, we know best sense. how to utilize you. But let me just tell you what's. What's the current situation? Obviously, this city is under siege. We've been under siege for weeks now. The attacks haven't necessarily been incredibly intense yet, but they're enough to allow us not to rest easily. They're clearly trying to keep us on our toes, I, I think, but they haven't gone in for the kill yet, which 
I suppose mm. I'm grateful for, but that makes me a bit trepidatious because that probably means they're planning something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fortunately, we don't know yet. This army is led by someone or something we've only heard whispers of called Zeon. Nobody knows who it is, what it is, if it actually exists, or if it's just some name that they're throwing out to confuse us. But it's all we have to go on right now. Uh, We're assuming, I don't know if you saw it on your way in, but... Their command center seems to be like a a rolling fortress, a metal building on wheels that they drag around the battlefield. Oh, wow. Did I see that on... Did we see that on the way You did not. You rolled a perception check and you did not get high. Okay. We assume whatever this Zeon is is stationed there, but again, maybe it's a red herring. We're not sure. We've tried to send spies and agents into their midst to try to gather some sort of information. None have returned, so we stopped sending them. Okay. Every step of the way, every sneak attack, every ambush, every counterattack we've tried, they have been one step ahead, if not two or three. Every time we've tried to smuggle in or out supplies, there was an ambush waiting. Every time we set up a counterattack, the enemy forces were awake and alert right where we were going to be. They always seemed to attack the weakest points of our forces at the most opportune time. It's happened too often for it to be a coincidence. Do you suspect, I mean, that there's some sort of mole or a... That's all we can assume right now. We've tried to keep a pretty tight lid on things. As you can see, there's only the three of us. And he points. She points mm-hmm. to uh, Balger and the king. We've been the ones in the know for the most part. We've tried to keep our circle increasingly tight. Um, but, o- Octavia will look at Balger and be like, do you suspect that it's some sort of magical eavesdropping? Have, have you been able to detect anything along those lines? Does it seem like they have spellcasters in their ranks? Oh, they probably got spellcasters, but my job is not to suspect, my friend. My job is to explode, and he shoots another fireball. Well, not a fireball, and a little bolt of fire at the ceiling. (laughs) Look, you point me at one of them. I will make sure they do not see another morning. But when it comes to all this strategy, that's up to you. (laughs) Noted. Malaris is just rolling her eyes so heavily right now. Like, as you can see, the type of help we've had. It hurts me to say, but Bulger is the most talented blaster we have right now. So unfortunately, he is involved in all of our proceedings. Okay. So... There may be a, a leak, a spy, a mole in our midst that we have not been able to root out yet. Which is opportune that you have appeared at this time because, as far as we know, you're not compromised. She looks at Gransel and Gransel nods. <laughs> we do know a few things. We think that if Zeon is in that rolling fortress... That it communicates with the army through couriers. Okay. We have been able to observe from a distance. And we have seen several uh, 
individuals, the only ones, actually, except for the guards of the, the place who are allowed in or out, are three small creatures who enter and leave shortly after and head straight toward the other command tents belonging to what we assume to be our lieutenants or commanders, captains, the the next rank lower, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. commanding the individual sects of the army. We're not sure exactly what they're carrying, but we think that's the primary method of communication. Unfortunately, that's about all we know. We haven't been able to get any information from the army on the ground, so everything we know is what we've seen from a distance, and unfortunately that's not much, so perhaps you can lend some aid. I'll do what I can. Is is the moving castle in like in the midst of the army, or is it like a, a football field out or something? No, or? it's it's in the army. Right, it, it, okay. it moves around occasionally, but it usually tends to stay in the center at the most fortified, well-guarded place. Okay. In order to get to it, you'd have to go through ranks and ranks right. of hardened soldiers. Okay. Do you know anything about the lieutenants or the, the second level below this questionable Zeon? We know there are three of them. We have an idea of... Um, we, we know where their tents are. And from what we've been able to, to see from our walls or from the air, we know that one of them is a hobgoblin, or there's an orc, and then there's just a regular goblin. Okay. We don't know their names, we don't know what they do. Hopefully that's them, and they're not just decoys also, but that's all we have to go on. Okay. And when was the last time there was an ambush? Has it seemed to have trickled off since restricting information to the three of you, or has it still continued? It's continued. I mean, there is inform. We have to obviously send information out. We are not the entire army. The army has to get their orders. So if there's someone intercepting those orders or relaying them very quickly into into the enemy encampments, they could be ready for us. It hasn't stopped despite our efforts. Okay. We're not sure what else we can do. It's not looking good right now. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, it's. I can't say that it is. So tell me, what, what do you do? I, I'm a druid, so that's why I have some, some grasp of magic uh, gesturing to Bulger. It's it, it's more divine than I uh, you know uh, innate. Um, I also have some power and some artifacts that I've been drawn to collect. Um, and she'll gesture at both her belt and her ring. Um, and the king had referenced how potentially you you know of them. Uh, th- these are these are dragon souls in here. Bulgars scaly eyebrows perk up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought I felt something. Hmm. So I communicate with them, and, and they with me, and I, I can change my shape. Um, I can change other people's shape. Karuta. She can turn into animals. <laughs> She's kind of buried the lead on that. She can turn into animals, like ones that fly, big ones, little ones. Basically any kind of animal. She can turn into it. 
I can't. Now I can do flying ones, yeah. Yeah, she can do flying <laughs> ones, swimming ones, all sorts of ones. So you need like a rat, she got it. You need like a elephant, she probably got it. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> yeah, just so you're aware. And then he sits back down. <laughs> I just hit things very hard. Um, but but he's like uh, Carhoon here. He's a he, he's a scholar. He's an Illustrian scholar. Um, his his knowledge is immense and, and vast and way beyond my own. Um, so my immediate my immediate thought is intelligence gathering. Um, that would be something that I'd be primed to do. Um, I don't know what the natural flora and fauna of this area is. If there's some sort of bird that I can turn into, or I'm sure there are a bunch of flies going around in gross army camps. Walker um, says, cut the fancy words. You mean plants and animals, baby, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, well, there ain't many plants around here. Well, that's, I mean, that's okay. I, it's more the animals. Of the whole flora fauna, I'm not actually sure which you is the saw, You saw the buzzards when you came in, right? Yeah. They got plenty of those around. Okay. Um. So, I mean, I can I can try to infiltrate the moving castle. I like to take pot shots at them to hone my aim. <laughs> shoots another fireball. Well, there's just like, stop. You're going to burn the palace down. Stop it. <laughs> You're gonna run out of spells, lads. It's a cantrip, baby. I could do this all day. <laughs> what a butt. <laughs> I love him so much. <laughs> do you see that the... Uh, are there uh, periods in the day when they are more or less active? Like, or is it just a constant hum? <sighs> They don't keep a strict schedule. They constantly change their times of attack. They, we, we, we can't be lulled into a false sense of security. They, no, it's not yeah. like clockwork. So some, I, I can't really say. Uh, they'll probably they attack maybe once every day or so. Again, it's not incredibly intense. Just enough to keep us from relaxing too much. Nah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> So it's it's really, you're just going to have to see how things go and pick an opportune time for you. I, I can't tell you that three o'clock on a Tuesday is the best time okay. to evade. Yeah. Um. But that's that's my initial thought is to try, um, you know, in a in a some sort of animal form that is the most uh, inconspicuous, uh, gain access to the um, moving castle. Well, we would. Intelligence would be... Yes, we could use that probably the most. If we can get an idea of what's going on in there, maybe we can figure out, one, where they're getting all of their information. Figuring out who that mole is, or if they're having some sort of... Do you have amulets of anti-scrying that you're able to wear, like... Or... Oh, you mean this? And she pulls one okay. out. Yeah. And you actually notice that, like, the three of them are wearing similar To the one that I have, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Meta-wise, most of the uh, like important people in most of the cities have something like this, which is why, and they've shut down like teleportation circles because the bad guys can teleport in them. if they yeah, know the address, exactly. and if they took over Grundikov, they would know the address. So yeah, communication no. and transport between the cities by magical means are uh, less right capable. No, I mean, I mean that makes sense because I mean, if you're able to be contacted by your friend mm-hmm. magically. It seems yep. like you'd be able to be contacted by a bad guy. Yep. Right, there's no like, oh, block that person's number, but not that person, you know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, yeah, that makes sense. So. Okay. Well, when 
when can you get on it? I mean, we're, we're a little bit tired, but I don't know why we couldn't go now. We've got about another hour or two before sunrise. If you think you can get there and back, you might find them resting. It's your call, obviously. The sooner, the better. Do you know if they have a lot of written documentation, or is a lot of their communication oral? Would we have to catch them talking to hear their plans, or... That's a great... Those couriers, do you ever see them, like, carrying anything? Or I assume they have... Or maybe they just have, like, messenger bags? It's hard to say. Again, the only thing we know we've observed from a distance, and telescopic technology isn't as great. Mm -hmm. So we know that couriers, three couriers go in, three couriers come out, and they go to the three command tents. If they're relaying the orders verbally, or if they have some sort of written command, I, we can't tell you okay. right now. Okay. Do, do, is there a courier that goes to each... Does the same courier always go to each captain's tent? It, we can't distinguish them. Okay. It might be best to start small. Maybe go for those command tents, maybe try to intercept the couriers rather than going straight for the rolling fortress. We don't know what's in there, and you might be walking into a situation you might not return from. Good point. Okay. We just need to know something about how they operate, and then maybe we can come up with a plan. But I'm fresh out of plans, so I really hope you can give us something. I mean, I hope so too. Okay. Okay, so... And she's, like, gonna bring Carhoon in on this. I say the two of us go. I can polymorph you. And the two of us go and check out one of the captain's tents. Okay. Or do you think we should wait until we see, like, the courier moving and then try to hitch a ride on their proverbial shoulder? That might not be a bad idea. Malaris says, Usually, the couriers go in. They're not in the command tent, the, the rolling fortress, for very long, and then they return. Okay. We could inform you when they've entered the tent, and you could try to make your ingress at that point and try to get them on the way out. Oh, okay, yeah. So, yeah, let us know when they are going into the rolling fortress, and we will try to hop a ride on their shoulder on their way into one of the captain's tents then. Okay. Okay, so I guess we just... So how far away would that be, distance-wise? If we're done here, she looks at everyone else, I could just show you. All right, perfect. And the king stands and he says, I think that sounds like a plan. Yeah, I think it's well in hand. It's as good as we've got. Bulger... You're going to stay on deck in case things start to go badly. You can maybe try to swoop in and help get them out if things go pear-shaped. Hopefully it doesn't come to that. Uh, (laughs) Malaris, I'll leave this in your capable hands. Octavia, Karun, I wish you luck. Good to have met you. But I have some other matters to attend to currently. Understandable. We will talk when this is over. Uh, this meeting is adjourned, and he stands, and the rest of them rise. stand, yeah. Okay. The king leaves. 
Uh, and, and as he leaves, he sort of grabs Grantzel and says, I think it's time for you and me to uh, debrief it full now. And Grantzel looks at the two of you and he says, I think you can handle it from here. Uh, we'll meet up again when this is all over. Absolutely. Good luck. Thank you for everything, Grantzel. Good luck to you as well. And they head off into the palace. Okay. Malaris comes over, shining scissor hands. So cool. And Balger is like sort of following you, just swaggering away. <laughs> it's like strutting. Yeah. Says, oh my gosh. If you says if you two get into a scrape, don't you worry, I got your back. I'll make sure you get out alive. He does a finger gun. Pew, pew. Then he uh, heads off too. Okay. Thanks, I guess. Don't mind him. He's he he is the best at what he does, and he knows it, which makes him insufferable to deal with. But we have to use all of the resources available to us. She's like smiling, like eh, I will get through it. Come with me. I'll show you what we can see. Come over here. Mm -hmm. She leads you to the table. Okay, yeah, we walk over. You can see an outline of the city. Mm -hmm. do, 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 do. You can see there's little markers inside the city, which you would assume to be the dragonborn forces. And then there's a sort of a, a semicircle around the city that represent the dragon blood army. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She points out a few things. There's one little marker... She says, this is the rolling fortress. Okay. At least where it was last spotted. It's usually right in the middle of things. And yeah, it's like right at the apex of the of the semicircle in the most, like in the thick of it. Mm -hmm. The couriers come in here and then they go to three points here, here, and here. And she points with a little poker. Mm -hmm. There's one little like flag poked in. This is the command tent belonging to the hobgoblin. She points to the middle one. This is the command tent belonging to the orc. She points to the one on the other end. This is the command tent belonging to the goblin. Again, if that's what they are. Your powers last for an hour, you said? I can change my form for four hours. Oh, okay. Well, um, his. But if I want Carhoon to come with me in a inconspicuous form, that would be an hour. Okay. You'll have to move quickly. That's, yeah. But I think... If you start moving as soon as possible after the uh, couriers enter the fortress, you should be able to get there in time. We could even start moving as soon as we see the couriers moving to the fortress. That's true. It's a little bit harder to tell. We can't have eyes on all of the army at okay. all of the time. We'll let you know as soon as we can, but we're dealing with limited resources here. No, that makes sense. We'll let you know you can do your thing, and hopefully it won't be a fast meeting and you'll have time before they exit. Exactly, to get there. Because, I mean, if, if, if we take an inconspicuous form, we'll be, we'll be small and slow. So, you know, a couple hundred feet is one thing for someone of our size, but, you know, if, I'm a, yes. if we're flies, that is exponentially so much further. What form are you planning on taking? Uh, something inconspicuous um, that can fly. Uh, I was thinking a uh, fly. A fly. 
Well, they're or some other sort of bug, you know, a bird would potentially be faster, but that would be, you know, you would notice if a bird lands on your shoulder, uh, but maybe not if, you know, a fly or, or a gnat or something else more, you know, natural to this environment than, and then natural to an encampment of many, many things. Um, so that's what I'm thinking. Hmm. That might be difficult. It will take you a while to get into. Exactly. But I don't want to go. I mean, I could fly as a bird to the rolling castle, maybe be a bit faster than a fly. Having transformed Carhoon into a fly, he can hang onto my back as a bird. And then once the couriers leave the rolling castle, I could turn into a fly. So we could get onto their person. Say that again. Does that make any sense? Okay. So Octavia would turn into a bird. Octavia would turn Carhoon into a fly. Octavia would turn into a bird. A bird that looks maybe one of those buzzards that we saw. Uh Uh-huh. Fly Carhoon will Uh get on bird Octavia's back. Oh. And fly... Uh, and Bird Octavia, who can fly faster than an insect because she's a bird, will fly over to the castle, move the moving fortress, land on the moving fortress, wait until one of the couriers leave. Once a courier leaves, Bird Octavia will turn into a fly, and Fly Carhoon and Fly Octavia will fly down on and land on one of the couriers. You know, it, trying to be inconspicuous, mm-hmm, land mm-hmm. on the bag or, or something they couldn't feel. Sure. So it, we could at least cover that distance, that no man's land in between Malik and the rolling fortress faster as opposed to being like two flies. You know, yeah. <laughs> going trying to go so quickly. And if there are a lot of buzzards around... It wouldn't be yeah. weird, I'm sure, that there are buzzards landing on top of this rolling fortress, yeah. or it wouldn't necessarily be that weird. Yeah. So we could at least get there faster. But that would be like all of my wild shapes. That sounds like a decent, that's as good a plan as any. So, I mean, it would be great if we had a even pre-heads up, if we saw the couriers heading towards if if we could start heading there if we can start heading towards the rolling fortress as soon as the couriers start heading towards the rolling fortress then we should probably get there by the time they're leaving if it's a short meeting yeah or even if it's a bit longer then that's fine we can wait you know a second i think you give it a try so that's we'll see how it works that that's our that's that's my plan so if, if you think that that's tenable Let's let's go for it. All right, sounds good. Come with me. All right. She leads you out of the room, out of the palace, through the streets, and towards the walls. It's still night, mm-hmm. but it's starting to get less night. Mm-hmm. It's starting to be that gloaming. Gloaming period. You wander through the streets following Malaris the Scissor. And after some time, you come towards the walls, and she... Enters into one of the parapet towers oh, stationed okay. yeah, every, yeah. every so many, you know, hundreds of feet or so, and leads you up a sti- spiral staircase onto the walls themselves. You can see dragonborn infantry standing there, standing watch, ready to repel incoming attacks and, and such. 
Uh, she leads you to a, a particular point and looks out onto the army stationed around there and gestures out towards it. She says, that's what you're up against. Okay. And you can just sort of see what you think is probably the fortress out there, like right in smack dab mm-hmm. in the middle of this arch. And that's where you'll be heading. In my mind, the, the moving fortress is a, is a mix between the Jawas rolling uh, building and then also like Howl's moving castle with like all the smokestacks and everything. So it's like it's like a combination of those two in my it, mind. Yeah, it's that's very similar. Uh, it's not as big. Oh, it's not that big. It's not, like, huge. Oh, It's It's big. Okay. It's, like, several, like, it's a small building, but it's not, like, a, not a that castle. Huge. Okay, okay, so a bit smaller than I was thinking. Yeah. Okay, that's good to know. That's a bit better, I feel like. Yeah. Isn't there fewer places to try to be, like, where are people talking? Where yeah. can I get info? <laughs> where is your handy journal where you wrote down all of your army secrets? Yeah. <laughs> I'll keep you abreast of what's going on. As soon as we see any movement from those couriers, we will let you know. All right. But right now, it's a waiting game. So, do we? Should we just? We should just stay here. We should just stay here. Is there? Is there a place that we can kind of, you know, close our eyes for a little bit until? There's a guard room in the tower. Perfect. You can wait there until you're called upon. Sounds good. I have things to ensure that that this army is running smoothly and we are ready to face anything that comes up against us, so someone will inform you as soon as we know anything. Perfect. I must be off. Understandable. Good luck. I hope you bring us some good news. I hope so as well. Good luck with what you have to do. Thank you. And then she turns and descends down the tower back into the city. Uh, Okay. Karun flops over onto, like, a cot Mm -hmm, in this room in the tower. There's maybe another dragonborn or two sleeping, Mm -hmm. ready to, getting ready to take the next shift. Uh, But you wait there with this plan in mind. Okay. Will it work? We'll find out on the next episode. I thought oh, druid espionage, guys. Yes, and now I can fly. You can fly. Woo. You can fly, you can fly, you can fly. <laughs> Shall I take us out, my love? Please do. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope that this episode brought you some uh, joy uh, and uh, kind of took your mind off things um, with everything that is going on. We really love hearing from you. Um, and if this episode kind of meant something to you, let us know. We are uh, active on social media, both Twitter and Instagram, and our handle is at and a die podcast hang in there y'all and we'll see you next week